If you're tired of bad news, if you need some positivity, if you want to support small businesses, then welcome to Happy Grateful Blessed with Kaysville's own mayor, Tammy Tran. Here, you'll get to see the best of humanity from within Utah's hidden gem, Kaysville City. Every month, you'll discover small businesses, hear unique and incredible stories, and understand the difference you make in this wonderful city. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to this podcast so that you'll never miss a chance to find a new business to support and learn what makes a city like this one work as well as it does. So join us as we explore Happy Grateful Blessed with Tammy Tran. As mayor, I've had a lot of great opportunities. Uh, One of the great opportunities I've had is to serve on the board at Davis Tech. And so I'm here with President Brush. You're the president and CEO of Davis Technical College. I am. And it's located in Kaysville. Right. And I really appreciate being asked to serve on your board of directors, board of trustees. Yeah. I guess I was going to ask you just um, what what are you looking for when you reach out to community members? I want to talk about a lot, a lot about the college today, but also just about the opportunities to serve that the college provides. Well, thank you, Mayor, for having me on. This is a real pleasure. And we're we're very devoted to this community at Davis Tech, and I am personally, and we're grateful for your leadership. Um, when we're looking, when you know, you you were right. Uh, originally, we were a board of directors, but in the last uh, two and a half, three years, the legislature has elevated our board to a board of trustees um, that oversees the college operations. And uh, whereas we had the authority previously to appoint that board could appoint its own members. Um, yours is a gubernatorial appointment. So Governor Cox appointed you to our board. Um, I was pleased to recommend that, but he knew you, of course, already. Um, and what we are looking for on our board of trustees is Davis Tech has 37 different programs that are responsive to the industry in northern Utah. And besides all the other wonderful things you bring to the table, you also represent information technology and cybersecurity. And those are two of our very prominent programs. And so when the governor appoints and the Senate confirms a member, it's usually from a list of, of uh, leaders who can contribute to the college uh, and specifically to giving us guidance on our programs so that we re- remain responsive to what business and the community needs. Oh, okay. That's that's great. I wasn't really sure that what the process was like on your end. Well, and we also liked you too. Oh, so well, we want, <laughs> want you on the board. And we, you've already had a big impact uh, on our board. You've given some great guidance and some advice and helped us with a project, a, a project that we're trying to get done on campus too. So it, um, it was a pleasure to, to, uh, to submit your name. And we were delighted that the, the governor and the Senate confirmed you. Well, thank you. Yeah. It, it is a great honor. Serving as mayor, you know, initially when I was a council person, I, I really didn't know how big the job could be. Yeah. And and it's just a great I understand that idea. Yeah. You do, don't, <laughs> don't you? You you serve now as the CEO for five and a half years. Is that Yeah, well, I've correct? been at the college for, uh, yeah, almost five and a half years, and I've been president now for four years. For so four years, okay. originally came up as a vice president, which I was perfectly happy doing. I had no aspirations to be the president. But our prior president, who had been there nearly 25 years, um, retired. Um, he lured me in and then he retired. So nice. I find myself in in the job now and I'm grateful for it. It's the best job I've ever had. I just love the job. And the reason I love the job is because we are so close to our students. We, I interact with students every day and I see the impact of our work. So, and that's, that's what motivates me. So, yeah. The college has grown. Yeah, boy, has it. 
I mean, I we we lived over by the ponds for years, uh-huh. for about seventeen years, and I drive by the campus. Yeah. For years and years, and I really, I really didn't know exactly what happened at Davis Tech. You know, a lot of and, folks don't. It's I run into that pretty regularly. We have the benefit of of having a community that really embraces us. Yeah, I'll I'll tell you a story. Um, we've been around for forty four years, uh, Davis Tech. We're not the oldest technical college in the system, uh, in the state, uh, but we are the largest. We serve the most students. We'll soon be eclipsed by uh, another college down in. Um, in, in Mount, or, uh, Mountainland Tech down in Utah County because their growth trajectory is just so high. But uh, for these, for the, all these years, we've been the largest technical college, and that means that we're closing in on 7,000 students soon. So yes. we're not a sleepy technical college anymore. We're kind of, of a big deal nationally. Mm-hmm. Um, we entertain guests from all over the world um, to come see how it is we do what we do. In fact, we're, we've got a, a delegation coming from Egypt uh, uh, this fall to uh, to again investigate our model, but you know, I, I was I was going to mention a story when we built our Allied Health building a couple of years ago uh, on uh, on the campus. It's our new most prominent building now, next to the rotunda that's used, usually pretty uh, folks uh, recognize uh, pretty readily. But this new building, our uh, Bowus Allied Health building, um, I was worried about the impact on the neighboring community through construction. And so we looked and saw that there were 21 homes that were within line of sight of that new building. And so one of our 37 programs is a culinary arts program. And so I would I would always suggest to your listeners that we're open for breakfast and lunch if they ever want to come up and have a great meal. Some of the best meals I've had in Davis County have come out of that cafe because our students actually serve the public as part of their work-based learning. So one day, we, one evening, I stayed late, and we had them cook warm cinnamon rolls. And I took it to all of those 21 homes, That's and I found uh, all but one person home that night. And I said, hey, I just want to apologize in advance uh, for our dust. We're going to build a new building here. And the reception I got was so warm from everyone. There was not one objection that I ran into, but rather I talked to people who had gone to Davis Tech, alumni, or their kids were going, or grandkids had gone or were going, or they'd used our um, small business development center to help them with getting a business going or to grow their business. Um, Or they walk the campus. They use the campus for their exercise. And so what, um, what I found that night, what still sticks with me is how everyone is so invested, um, around, around the campus in the campus success and how much, and we take that you know, besides our duty to our students and employers that we serve, we take that um, that responsibility to our, our community very seriously. We we love our, we, we think we have the best host community of any college, right? We people believe Davis Tech is their college, and they're right. And I and right. I and my team take that very seriously. Well, it's it's wonderful. You guys are such great community partners. When we first, my husband and I started our first company, we went up to Davis Tech and got some advice from the small business. Yeah. Um, what is it? Small Business S- Development Center. Uh-huh. Yeah. We we were up there. We also have had help from the PTAC, which all was right. up there. Right. And it's just, and that's kind of what I thought Davis Tech was all about back then. This yeah. was 20 plus years ago, as well as the cosmetology school. Yeah. And and there were great resources. I mean, I would go up and get my hair done at the yeah. cosmetology school because it was a good deal. And I just had a straight razor shave done <laughs> yesterday because our students have to pass that off. So, oh, we, so they, we appreciate when the public comes up and, and receives services because that. that's how our students get their work-based 
You well, know, they, they practice great. their skills, right? Yeah, it, it, it's inexpensive. They're overseen by professionals, yeah, and so you get a really good good service when you go yeah. up there. So I've done that, you know, over the years, but That's I didn't great. realize that Davis Tech offered even so much more. I've yeah. also been up there for Rotary Club meetings, and yeah. we have breakfast, and yeah. I will attest to the food. The food's delicious. <laughs> I'm glad. They do a fantastic job. But now as you've grown, I mean, I was at the Allied Health Open House a couple of years ago, uh-huh. and that program has really, really been successful, hasn't it, and continues to grow. Boy, has it. We needed that so desperately. Um, we, as I mentioned, we have 37 programs at Davis Tech, all market responsive. You touched on several of those. We have beauty programs, cosmetology, hair, nails, esthetician, master esthetician. Um, Those are part of our service industry offerings. And those are important economically too. Those often represent second incomes for households, very flexible, uh, often high wages too. And so that's that's a, a significant segment of what we do. But that allied health building that's 12 programs. That's a third of our portfolio. So when you think of things like uh, at the very entry level, CNA, which is a licensed occupation nursing assistant in Utah, all the way up through surgical tech, um, medical assisting, dental assisting, um, medical records. We, we teach the emergency services programs, as you know, EMT, advanced EMT, and firefighter. We have the firefighter program for this part of the state. And then uh, we sort of cap it off with our practical nurse program. Our practical nurse program is the largest in the state and is nationally renowned because of the quality of our students, the high test scores that they achieve. And we have actually, we, we, we built that building with growth in mind, but we've actually exceeded that. So we're actually, we're taking some, some sauce to some of those new walls, which just. Already? Is, is, yeah. Uh, That's fantastic. It's, it, it, it is. It's, it's. It's amazing. Um, our, our nursing program has remained so healthy. We Not all nursing programs have all the applicants to run full cohorts, but we have more, many times over more applicants than we have um, uh, space for. And so we will now graduate um, this year 144 practical nurses from Davis Tech. That's fantastic. And then if they, they can go directly into the Weber State RN program, taught on our campus by Weber State faculty and get their RN too. Uh, and all of them, all of them continue on and do that. Um, and so we're, we each year will now turn out 144 nurses and uh, over 100 RNs. So that building just came in the nick of time. We see huge growth in our dental assisting program. One of the fun things about our dental assisting program is that that building, we, we, we custom designed every space, our faculty, and in dental assisting, we have 10 chairs, 10 operatories, um, but we also built uh, uh, sort of a, a, um, uh, a, a lounge or a waiting area out front because we also run the um, uh, low-income dental program uh, in Davis in Davis County. It was we've, we've partnered with the Bountiful Food Pantry all these years. They determine income eligibility, and so households that are at 150% of um, poverty or below um, can come and get free dental care. And we do that two, three Fridays a month now. What that means is that dentists donate their time from our community, which is so amazing. And then our dental students, our dental assisting students sit chairside with them and they get their practical experience, their work-based learning, uh, helping a patient who needs dental care that couldn't otherwise afford it. That's incredible. It's That's... it's fun. I Recently, we had um, uh, 12 young women enroll who are all uh, Latina, and we asked, how did you, how did you come to, because they, they're a group of friends in mm-hmm. dental assisting, and I said, well, a family member came and got free dental service and said, 
one of their one of them had a father and said, "You should do this program." And now there's some of our brightest students. So that's great. And they that, brought friends with them. They that's brought neat. friends, that's and great. and all of them are doing well. It's um and it, so that's a very full program too at the time. But I I do want to reiterate with your listeners and with the residents of Kaysville is that because Davis Tech, most of our programs are open entry. And they're competency-based. That means, you know, you could come in today and enroll in the next few days in most of our programs. Let's say you're interested in welding, for instance, or CNC machining. Those are open entry. We can adapt to when you can start and what works for your schedule. But it's also competency-based, meaning as soon as you master each principle in your curriculum, you move forward. If you need a little bit more time, you take a little bit more time. If you're more advanced or you know some things already, you can test out of those and just keep moving. And so you move at your own pace. Of course, we want you to move as quickly as possible, and we create a sense of urgency. But there is often uh, when people think they, they see the traffic to campus or they, they hear me talk, they'll think that we're full. But we have so much flexibility in the way we enroll students. We um, we can, uh, I, I just want folks to know that we can make, uh, we have room in our programs because of the way that we manage our, our student um, enrollment. So uh, often I'll hear, I just heard it uh, two weeks ago when I was out in the community. I've been gone the last week, but prior to that, somebody said, well, I heard your, your welding program's full. Well, a couple of our sections are full, but we okay. still, depending on your schedule, we can get you in because we are open entry and people are always, so once somebody starts, we never know how quickly they're going to finish so we can always make room for people. That's great. Nursing's a little different. That's an application process and it's very competitive. But most of the rest of our programs, if uh, listeners are thinking about, you know, uh, a different career or thinking about their kids maybe, have them come talk to us because we'll find, uh, chances are with 37 offerings, we've got something for them. It's an incredible program and such a great asset to have here in Kaysville. I mean, especially with the EMT and the fire, the the paramedic program and the fire program and the medical just you offer so much. I, I It's been fun to, to watch how it's grown over the years. Yeah. And now being involved is really exciting for me because I get to see all of the good that you do. Oh, I well, mean, thanks. Just, it's, it's, it's incredible. Fun. Yeah, you get sort of an insider's look now, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, really. Well, and you know all our awards, too, because we, we're always improving, uh, or at least we're, we're trying. We're doing, we're doing a lot of really uh, interesting things. Um, right now, we are focused on, um, the, you know, it's so hard for us given just like many of the employers in our community who are struggling to find workers, yeah. um, when the unemployment rate, rate is so low and the labor market is so strong, it's the same for us. Often folks will go to work because they'll say, why would I go to school right now when I can go get a job? Um, that's true. The, the thing is that the economy is, has ups and downs. And unless you get those credentials, your ability to uh, stay attached to the labor market to be resilient is threatened. And so we always want folks, and that's the great thing about our programs is they're very short term. We keep them as short as possible. They range anywhere from just over a hundred hours of instruction to a year and a half, two years, depending, you know, for instance, uh, our surgical tech program, but there's probably something for everyone. And we move very fast, uh, as fast as our students can master the competencies. And so there's chances are there's something there for everyone. And so we um, we want people to to, to keep in mind that um, you know we've always got to be learning we've always got to be upgrading our skills to remain competitive and um, we have the good fortune of having continued to grow even with what's a basically a two percent unemployment rate in northern Utah and so we um, and and then you had mentioned I just point out also 
We have our small business development center or our business resource center. So we have the entrepreneurship center, small business center for all of Davis uh, County. And we serve um, two, 300 businesses a year there. We do seminars all the time. We help with financing. We help with business plans. Some, you know, we help people prove up an idea. Um, we have the Chamber of Commerce co-located for Davis County. As That's you right. mentioned, we have the governor's office there, PTAC, that help with, can help with contract. We have all kinds of partners there. We even have space, below market rate space, that we'll lease for up to a couple of years to help people get started for startups. Um, so we can wrap services around our small businesses too, and we we do that all the time. And so if it, it you know, and we'll even help. It's not uncommon for us to help somebody unwind from a small business when it's time to maybe sunset it. So we love having our small business owners and entrepreneurs on campus too, and we do a lot with them. I was going to ask you about that in terms of volunteer opportunities. So I understand Allison is in charge of your. Educators, right? She, yeah. she's yeah. She does our what we call our educational excellence team. So she helps okay. with our curriculum and okay. and develop it. Huh? And yeah. so, as far as hiring people and just having opportunities for people to volunteer, those are yeah. available, right? Through the they college. are yes. Folks could contact me directly. Okay. Um, we also uh, by by virtue of what we do. So a technical college has to be responsive to what business wants. Our our mission is twofold. We do workforce development. And we do economic development. And that's why it's such a fun job because we're right there at that nexus. Mm -hmm. And um, to, to stay relevant, we have what we call occupational advisory committees around all 37 of those programs I was describing. And um, we meet with them on a regular basis and they contribute to our programs. They review our curriculum. They tell us what they're seeing in the marketplace, what skills are in demand, what skills might be declining. That's one of the most important volunteer opportunities is to serve on one of our occupational advisory committees. So if, for instance, a listener is uh, has a background or works for a company that does uh, heavy diesel or diesel mechanics, we have a premier program in the state. We have an occupational advisory committee. We can always use good advice. That's one opportunity. But we have all, all kinds of other opportunities for people to participate, too. Okay, that's good to know because we've got such a great community. Yeah. And all the time people reach out to me and say, okay, I want to get involved. What can I do? And we have a limited ability at the City Hall Yeah, because we don't have a lot of a lot of opportunities. We have a couple commissions, but I know that the college is oh, right here in our community. We can always use help. Yes, thank you. And we've got great professionals. Boy, do we! We're very, we're very fortunate. And, and you know, as I, as I suggested, we've always had a blue ribbon board of trustees, um, and we have great representation there. We also have a great foundation. Our foundation raises uh, a couple of hundred thousand dollars a year for scholarships, and we have great business That's leaders impressive. there. Yeah, business, faith, uh, community-based organization leaders. Um, and when you consider the cost of attendance at Davis Tech, you know our average program cost is less than thirty-five hundred dollars for a program. That's the full program, the, full tuition, program. Yeah, fees, books, materials, all in. That's how much it costs. And typically, um, if somebody has, by the way, no one should ever hesitate to go to Davis Tech if they think they've got financial need because we will find uh, a resource for them. If it's not That's federal right. grant, we'll provide a scholarship. The, the, it, if anybody has a financial need, we will solve it. Um, and we do that every day. And to that point with our foundation, they raise so much money for scholarships and we also have state money for scholarships. We have, we're very fortunate to have a lot of financial aid available for students, but the average need is only 800 bucks. And so, yeah, so when you think that our foundation board will raise a quarter million dollars in a year, that goes a long way. So 
Yeah, we've got great volunteer opportunities, great leaders at the college in terms of community uh, leaders and volunteers. And I guess the I, I made the other point is that I don't want anyone to ever hesitate. Uh, and we've my goal is to be the most friendly, accessible college anywhere, and that people should always feel welcome and they should feel supported at the college, no matter where they come from or what what they um, what their life experience is. I last uh, month or two ago, I was walking out of my office and I saw a woman wander in. And she looked a little lost and I liked helping people find their way. And I said, can I help you? And, and in the course of getting her to student services to, con- to enroll in one of our programs, to consider one of our programs, she shared with me that she was a single mom, had, had recently become a single mom, didn't have any education, was worried about supporting her, her, her household now, which really resonated with me because that's, my mom was a single mom and raised us. And she said to me, you know, I almost turned around and walked out. Yeah. And I know that that, I know it can be intimidating. I, I do. And I, you know, I can't change the, necessarily the fact that they're big buildings and you've got to walk through that door. But I want folks to know that they're, they're welcome. The community's welcome. Potential students are welcome. We want to be as friendly and supportive as possible. So don't hesitate to, and, and if, if, if you, if you do, if you have any hesitation, call me personally and, and I'll, I'll work with you. You are exceptional. I love having the opportunity to have these podcast interviews because I get to know people and get to find out their whys. It sounds like you just shared yours, why you're so passionate about what you're doing and what the school's doing. Yeah, well, I am. I I want everybody to, I, I, I believe in technical education as the most accessible, affordable, shortest path to family sustaining wages. And so I've worked in social services most of my career before I came to education, and I did a lot of temporary solutions. Technical education, I believe, is a permanent solution for most people. And, you know, most folks don't need a lot of help. You know, I mentioned that we, we've got about 6,500, 7,000 students soon. And, um, you know, we have the lar- some of the largest um, uh, plumbing and electrician apprenticeships in the state, or programs. We have, you know, close to 700 students across those two programs. A lot of those folks just roll in at night to do their education because they work all day and they don't need a whole lot. And that's great. We, we love that. But for those who may need uh, a hand, uh, we're extending it. We want them to come and be successful. And that's where I get excited is, you know, if, if, I, if, if a household might be working two, three, four jobs to get by, maybe we can get that down to one or two jobs. And then mm-hmm. they've got more time with their family and, and so forth. And heaven knows we've got the jobs out there right now. So we we really want to upskill our community and um, get them you know maximize their earning potential, and then I keep all the employers happy who are banging at the door saying where where are the workers where are the workers like we, I'm holding out on them right well we we're really <laughs> lucky here we really are and when we hire people to work at for for jobs that we have for the uh, Department of Defense they need mm-hmm. to go back to. Davis Tech and get the certifications right oftentimes yeah. you know even if they have a four year degree from a university, they still don't have the certifications they need to get on base. So. You know, that's so funny, Mayor. I, I see that all the time. It's, and it's not just in the IT world, right? It's practical experience in a lot of things. I, um, you know, I run into students that are in our CNC machining program that have engineering degrees and their companies have sent them back because they need to learn how to actually build a part that they design. So yeah, you're, you're right. That's not uncommon. And and Hill Air Force Base and that whole supply chain, the Department of Defense is a big, big customer of ours. 
We recently signed an, uh, a memorandum of understanding with the base where we are now training their trainers that go out throughout the Air Force and train. So in our IT programs and That's other fantastic. programs. So yeah, our reach is sort of, you know, I guess broader than it, Davis County too now. Yeah. So it that's kind of fun, but we're we're true to our community and we want the and, and, and I'll share too that one of the things that folks may not know about Davis Tech is that um most of our students are not high school students. They may have, you know, listeners may have high school students that attend. And we want high school students, they can attend tuition free. Uh, we want as many as want to come. Um, but about 70% of our student body are actually returning adults. And so that's often a, you know, a, 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 a myth that people have is that it's, it's a lot of high school students or recent high school students. No, we love our high school students. Most of our students are though folks that are coming back to get reskilled. Which I think is exceptional. Yeah. It was neat being at a graduation and just looking into the audience and seeing so many students that are a little bit older yeah, who are coming back to either sharpen up their skills or to gain new skills or both. Yeah. And they are adults. And which, in my mind, really makes the learning process even more enhanced because they're there because they have a specific goal. They have certain yeah. things that they want to learn that they need to learn. And so I just think it brings new energy on a campus. I think you're right. I We... You're, you're right. They're there because they want to be there and they're, they're, they're committed to what they're doing. Who knows what life event led them there? Um, and you, yeah, our last graduation, you were our, you were our keynote speaker and did such a fabulous job. You connected so well with our students. I, I remember that we had um, a nursing student, I think she was 63 years old, that graduated. Absolutely right? incredible. It's inspiring. And she'd always wanted to be a nurse, but her life circumstances hadn't allowed her to do it. But and my guess is she's a crackerjack nurse too. So, you know, you have everything you have because juniors and seniors in high school can attend at the technical colleges for free. And then you think, well, then there's a 63 year old nurse and everything in between people mm -hmm. from all walks of life. It makes for a really fun student body and a lot yeah. of, a lot of fun, dynamic, diverse interaction. You know, one thing I was going to tell you before, before I'd met you, I'd heard a lot about you. I'm sorry for your, that. Your reputation precedes you because you're such a caring person and such a personable person. Thank you. You have a reputation for really, truly not only talking a great talk about how you want to help people, but really being that person that's out in the community. You've served at, on nonprofits. Yeah. Right? I realize that that's sort of a passion of yours. Just service is an overlying thing. And mm -hmm. did you? do I understand correctly, do you have a degree in political science as well? Oh, yeah, I do. So I, uh, yeah. So, I, and I you do. have two bachelor degrees. I, I do. Right. I'm, a, okay. I'm a proud University of Utah alum, so, and I did my graduate work at the U, too, yeah. It, it's just great. It just brings, your varied experience, I think, just makes you so perfect for this role. Oh, well, you know how to engage you. on the political level, academia, service, students. Well, you know, it's kind of a fun it's a great. intersection for me because I had done workforce development my career and done economic development. And then I actually did community development and, and did affordable housing and community revitalization for 10 years, led a large nonprofit that did that. And it was, so when I found myself in this job, it was like, I, I can put all that experience mm -hmm. together. And so I thank you for saying so. That's very, that's very kind, but um, I feel like the fortunate one. I just think this is the greatest job in the whole world. Some days are harder than others, but every day we make you know, we change lives and that's our motto at Davis right. Tech, right? We change lives and, and we take that very, very seriously. And with every interaction with every student and we're, we're not perfect, but we sure try. 
And um, anyway, so thank you for saying so. I, I'm very, I'm very blessed. Well, I was going to ask you, so as you think back over your career and over your life and the different things that you've done, is this what you imagined yourself doing? <laughs> I guess when you were first, yeah. you know, graduating from high school, yeah. is this kind of the goal that you had in mind or? Well, I'll let you in on a little secret. No, I, I wasn't quite sure. I was always passionate. So I had studied, I'd studied chemical engineering as an undergrad because oh, okay. my counselors always told me, you need to be an engineer, you need to be an engineer. And I just found myself slogging through it, not enjoying it. And I don't think I would have been a good engineer anyway. Um, and so I changed because my passion was always history. And so I, I studied history, but I didn't have a plan. I didn't think I, I'm pretty sure I didn't want to teach, but it taught me to read and write and to think critically. So it's always served me well, but I had intended to go to law school and oh, thought okay. I'll go to law school. And then not to offend any listeners, but uh, then it hit me that, oh my gosh, I don't know that I want to be an attorney. I just, <laughs> I feel like there's probably enough of those. I don't think I'd be very good. So I went into social services because I didn't think that I'd necessarily make a lot of money, but it's what made me tick. And so that's where I started. And uh, now I've, through that circuitous path, I find myself here. So you wanted to go to law school. So I, I guess I'm hearing a little bit of a theme and it's maybe sticking up for people, advocating for people. Yeah. Sort of. Is, yeah. Yeah. It's, I, um, yeah, I've always had a passion for underserved populations. Um, I don't know if it's my own upbringing, um, but I just, that's what gets me excited is to helping, is helping folks that just need a little bit, you know, they just, they've hit a barrier to use, you know, typically beyond their power. It's not any fault of theirs, but it, with just a little bit of help, uh, they can overcome those and then do great things. And I think I was one of those folks. I mean, we were on food stamps when I was a kid. I was raised by a single mom. You know, we, we moved, up, I think, 12, 13 times. We really? moved from family member to family member to get by. And, um, you know, uh, it just, it was, a, it was a tough circumstance for my mom originally. And, uh, but she, you know, she put herself through school and uh, she showed me great resilience. I mean, she's my hero. And that's maybe that's kind of what infused it in me because um, that's, that is what I like to do. And, and like I said, it, I'm at the tail end of my career, right? I'm a, and um, being able to have this really big lever that helps people over those barriers is really exciting because I've worked in the public assistance world where you, you, give, you, you maybe give food stamps or now the SNAP program. Mm -hmm. but those are temporary things. Those don't solve problems. Those, right. those help in the moment. Um, education, whether it's just, you know, our shortest program, maybe it's CNA, or you go on to get your PhD from one of our great degree granting institutions, whatever it is, education always advances you. And um, I, we get to be part of that as the state's largest technical college. And I, I think one of the best in the country. I love that. Yeah. I think that's powerful. I was going to tell you when I was, I was over at the Allied Health Building the other day for a uh, chamber event. Oh, yeah. And as you're walking up the stairs, there's this. I'm many... sorry I missed you. It was the mayor's luncheon, right? Yeah, the mayor's uh, yeah luncheon. I exactly. was down in St. George for state board meetings. I'm sorry I missed you. It was a great event. I'm glad. And it's a great building. Yeah. But as I was walking up the stairs, there's this, there's this net sort of oh, design yeah. in the ceiling. Yeah. And I looked up at that and the thought that came to me, and I don't know if this was intentionally placed for this reason, but I thought, you know what's so great about the school is you're teaching people to fish. 
Oh, you know, you're teaching people to fish, yeah. and you're. That's what we're doing. So, like you said, you've worked with temporary services before. Yeah, and they're a, they're a nice fix. They're they're necessary and they're needed. But now, at the tail end of your career, you're teaching people to change their lives. Yeah, it's true. And and it's a really neat thing. So the visual, I don't know if it's really meant to be a net, but it looked like a net to me as it's yeah. hanging from the ceiling. And yeah, well, yeah, we invite school. people to come in and see that because that's an open public building. We'd love to have them see that. So when you build a state building, you have to invest 1% of the budget um, by law into an art project. And so I think that piece is called Above the Plowman's Line, but it's um, they're colored beads. And I, I got to admit, oh, okay. I'm colorblind, so I oh, can't see the image very well, oh. actually at all. But people tell me it looks just like, the intent is it looks like what it would look like from Antelope Island looking back over here. Oh, okay. And so if you stand at a certain angle, and it is, it's a large net. But uh, if you stand at a certain point, you have an image of the horizon. And, and I've got to tell you, thank you for the kind things you've said. But... We've got 450 dedicated people at Davis Tech mm -hmm. that actually do this and Great that just people. sort of tolerate me, right? <laughs> so we've got about 200 full-time employees, and we rely on an army of part-time folks, adjunct faculty. Because as you can imagine, when you're teaching industry-responsive programs, you want people that are working in industry to come help teach. And then uh, folks that do everything from cleaning the buildings to finance to human resources to everything that goes on. Uh, it's, it's, you know, we're, we're a large employer by Davis County standards, but everybody takes that model um, to heart and to very, very seriously in every interaction with a student. And so um, thank you for what you say. Um, it's really, it's really our people that make it happen. And I'm inspired by them. And from every once in a while, they'll tell me I inspire them. So it's, it's, great. A, it's a good relationship, I think. But, but thank you for saying so. And I would invite anybody in to come see that that work of art. They're always welcome. Well, and I hope the people who are listening, and we do have a lot more listeners now. Sometimes they <laughs> joke about having three or five listeners. But really, people are listening. And so truly appreciate, oh, appreciate the opportunity to share wonderful things about our community. And oh, Davis, Davis Tech is great. And you're fantastic. Thank you so much for oh, being here. Oh, it's my honor. Thank you, Mayor. Appreciate your time. To all my podcast listeners, thank you for listening. I really appreciate your feedback and your support. Please leave comments and please leave suggestions for future guests. And most importantly, subscribe. Thank you.